Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Live from New York, it's the show that has one-third of the show already in Arizona. It's First Things First. Today, Kyrie is in Dallas and Broussard's nets are no more. Where does this leave LeBron and the Lakers? Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers golfing and talking about the Raiders. Is the Vegas momentum a real thing? And finally, look at this lovely sweatshirt. Chiefs and Eagles arrive in Arizona, and so did Broussard nice and early, although it looks like he's got the nice background. He's actually in Arizona. I'm Kevin Wilds alongside Nick Wright. Broussard, thank you for joining us on this wonderful Monday. Great to be here, guys. I was behind the scenes trying to get Kyrie to Phoenix to no avail. (laughs) To no avail. Wow. Trying to break up your own team. Well, wow, what a stab in the back. We start with Kyrie (laughs) the Maverick. Here's the trade breakdown. Dallas receives Kyrie and Markeith Morris. Brooklyn, Spencer Dinwiddie, who still might be on the move. Dorian Finney-Smith, a 29 first, a 27 second, and a 29 second. Nick. Yep. Simply, will this work? Short term, I think the Mavs can win the title. Now, Wilds, <laughs> what do they call me? Well, they call you Mr. Consistent. Wow. Indeed. And what was my pick Even after to that? win the title wow. before the year? Mavericks. The to Mavericks. Win, and you've so been consistent. I've been, so I'm not going to change that now. And what I will say is, in the very, very short term, Kyrie could solve the Mavs' biggest issue right now, which we can show it to you, which is when Luka's not on the court, they go from the best offense in the NBA to the worst offense in the NBA. Not great. On the court, that would be the best offense in the league. Off the court, that would be the worst offense in the league. And by the way, he's missed seven games, and they are 0-7 in those games. So when Luka's out there, they're great. They're a great team, and when he's not, they're terrible. And we do know that Kyrie, the only playoff success he's ever had, has been alongside a heliocentric player. Now, Luke is not the defender LeBron was when LeBron was in Cleveland, but offensively, they're the most similar players in the league. So, And as Bruce mentioned, Kyrie worked well alongside Harden in, briefly in Brooklyn. So for the very, very short term, Brew, I think this potentially could work. For the long term, I think when Luka Doncic ultimately leaves the Mavs, 
This will be part of the first paragraph of that story. Yikes. That the Chris Stapps trade was the first domino. The flailing about with Jalen Brunson not giving him four years, $55 million that he would have taken last Christmas and then letting him walk for nothing. And then desperately trading away a valuable piece in Dorian Finney-Smith, trading away your ability to trade for a more reliable star in the future will be one of the reasons that Luka, when this contract is up three years from now, it goes elsewhere. But in the very short term, it's a desperation move that might work. In the long term, they're getting into the Kyrie Irving business, and that literally never works for anybody in the long run. Wow. Nick Wright, I am not going to let you get away with that. What? I am not going to. What is very, very, very short term? Three weeks? The rest Uh, of the season. A month and a half? That's about how long you have before, as you would always say, Kyrie's going to implode. Yeah. So here you are. My, oh, my, how the tables (laughs) have turned. What are you talking about? uh, I I had to listen to Nick Wright for the past two, three months talk about, oh, Brew is hypnotized with the hezzy (laughs) and the nice moves around the basket and and the Harlem Globetrotters stuff, which is Kyrie Irving. And now you are sitting here telling me. That Kyrie Irving is about to win a championship, not with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, two top ten players, but just with Luka. Just with Luka. Just with the second best player in the league. All this Mr. Consistency stuff, I'm not sure, because you were just ripping Kyrie the last time we were on the air. Oh, how I wish I were in studio today. My goodness. (laughs) Bro, just just quickly, everything I warned you about with Kyrie – came to pass. Everything so is it going to come to pass? It's not going to come to pass in Dallas? Well, Luke is a hell of a better leader than Kevin Durant. Luke has a stronger personality than Durant. And and Luke at this point has Luke is not sharing the team with Kyrie Irving. There's no co-management structure the way that Kyrie Wilds thought there was with him and Durant and Sean Marks and Joe Sy. None of that's happening. Kyrie right now is a hired gun mercenary that is out there. And by the way, I don't love this move for Dallas. I wouldn't have made this move if I were Dallas because of the long-term ramifications. But in the very short term, with Steph Curry out a month, with the West Western Conference to me being in utter disarray, and whoever comes out of the East will have gone through a bloodbath for the previous month of the Eastern Conference playoffs, I understand Dallas doing it. But to me, it's the sign of a desperate team that is already worried about Luka's future. I'm wildly worried about the amount of isolation plays they're going to run. Let's look at the NBA ranks this season. Points, oh, Luka's second and Kyrie's 11th. Mm-hmm. Usage rate, Luka's second. I think Giannis is first. Iso rate, Luka's third and Kyrie's eighth. So it seems to me that Kevin Durant is a far easier player to play with where Thank these guys you, are going Wilds. to do what? Watch each other uh, cook? They're going to dribble on. the ball 50 times and take it to the hole? Does anybody, wait, let me ask, Brew, you this as well. Is anybody doubting that the Mavs for the rest of the year are going to have the best offense in basketball? Because what you just talked about are offensive concerns, and I have none. I, the, the Dallas Mavericks, from this date forward, once, once uh, Luke is back healthy, once Luke and Kyrie are playing, so probably in a few days, mm-hmm. because the Kyrie trade technically hasn't even gone through the league office yet because there might be a third team involved, as you've discussed. They, they're offensively, 
They will be the best offense in basketball. Hands down, better than the Nuggets. Now, if the, the correct concern, in my opinion, is Luke and Kyrie defensively as a backcourt combo, that's rough. And that's why the Mavs might try to move on from Christian Woodbrew to try to bring in a better defensive player. But offensively, do you think this won't work? Because offensively, I am certain it will work. Well, let me say this. Uh, defensively, like you said, they got major problems. They already were a bad defense, and you're exchanging Kyrie Irving, who's been better defensively this year, but certainly he's yeah. no Dorian Finney-Smith. Okay, Correct. so you're, defensively you're going to be bad. Offensively, I'll give you this, Nick. With, before this move, they had no chance of winning the West. And I get it. You're absolutely right. There's no world beater out there, but they, had no, they weren't winning the West, all right, unless there were just a plethora of injuries everywhere else. Now... If it works, they have a better shot. I think they got slightly better. But here, here's the deal. Kyrie, and I said Friday, why are you doing this? Because this is a lateral move. He, he has to do the same prove-it situation that he had in Brooklyn. He's not about to get a long-term contract extension within the next week. He's going to have to keep his mouth you know, keep, keep, stay out of causing distractions, play great on the court, and win basketball games, and then maybe they'll give you a long-term extension in Dallas, just like it was in Brooklyn. But here's the deal, Nick. In Brooklyn, you were on a better defensive team. In Brooklyn, you had a co-star who was the, the superstar, the number one guy, but he was a better, more seamless fit with Kyrie than Luke is. I agree it can fit, it can work, but it was a better fit with Durant and you had the chemistry that you had developed over the course of the entire season. Now they're going to have to take some time to develop chemistry between Luka and Kyrie. Kyrie can play off the ball. He did it with James Harden. And to be honest, even this year, he's not always bringing the ball up yeah. the court. He plays a two guard a lot. So that'll be fine. The question, though, is how's Luka without the ball in his hands? Luka's going to be great. 41% usage rate. So it's, well, he's going to be great, of course. That's what he is. But that's going to be a major adjustment for him when he's off the ball. LeBron hasn't always been great off the ball. You see him by the hash mark standing there a lot just watching. Luka's going to have to start moving a little bit more if it's going to work with, them, with him off the ball. So – I agree they got slightly better, but I still don't think they win the West. Yeah. Once Kyrie gets that poor Zingas treatment, I don't think he's going to love it too much. Just like, uh -huh. hey, you, you will go over there. Let Luka cook. 24th in defense, 29th in rebounding. Let's look at this from the Brooklyn side. Two schools of thought here. One is, hey, this team got pretty good defensively. The other is, eh, second round ceiling. KD should ask out. Phoenix banking on the ladder. Chris Haynes says the Suns are looming. Also, Jalen Brown chatter starting to pop up in certain corners of the basketball world. Brew, do you think KD should ask out? I mean, look, I would understand. I don't think he should. You got three years left on your deal after this one. I think if you just let it play out, maybe in the offseason, if things don't go well, the Nets will be willing to move on. I, I would, If I'm KD, look, obviously he and Kyrie are great friends. Are they? But we know he we made a sure he made that? well. I think they're friends, and I think they keep the basketball separate, right? 
He was ready to move on from Kyrie this offseason. As they will remain friends, we're not going to be teammates. So I don't know that this automatically makes him say, oh, Kyrie's not here. I've got to go. He should give the Nets time, mm-hmm. whether it's this, this upcoming week, before the trade deadline, or early in the offseason. Oh, give them time to see what they can put together around him to you know, keep building a championship-quality oh, yeah. team. So, And, and furthermore, Nick, yeah. I wouldn't trade him. Now, certainly not this week if I'm the Nets. There's and no you know, way I'd trade him if I'm the Nets right now unless it's just a blockbuster, no-brainer yeah. deal. You know what you also wouldn't do on Friday? Take this okay. when I offered it to you. Super you thought Ky- you thought they weren't going to trade Kyrie. And now your next year Nets, I think most people are going to write them off. I, on the other hand, think not only should KD not ask out, I think this presents... A brilliant opportunity for Kevin Durant. Oh, let's hear this. There is no question now who the bus driver is. There is no question now that the the Nets actually, for the first time since he's been there, have legitimate depth and a legitimate opportunity to be a not okay, not average, but very good defensive team. Also, you are bringing in, I would say, 60% of Kyrie's production in Spencer Dinwiddie, and then I like Dorian Finney-Smith a ton. And if you're, the, here's the challenge I would put out to Kevin Durant. If I were Jacques Vaughn, if I were some, Joe Sy, Sean Marks, anybody, would anyone in the world be writing off the nets as finals contenders if they had this exact roster, but in place of Kevin Durant, Giannis was there? No. They wouldn't. If in place of Kevin Durant, Luka was there. No, they wouldn't. I would actually even argue, Brew, given the Nets have so much shooting and now defense all of a sudden, if LeBron were in the place of Durant this year, this version of LeBron, people would say, they got a shot. If Kevin Durant is, as I think he believes he is, as I know many media members believe he is, the best basketball player in the world, This is a chance, even without a championship, just making the NBA Finals with this team, a la LeBron in 2018, or hell, making the Conference Finals with this team, a la Luka last year, would be a big deal. And it would be Kevin Durant and a bunch of role players who know exactly what their role is, and then whatever you get from Ben Simmons, which at this point has to just be considered a bonus if you get anything for him. I don't think that the the Nets downgraded drastically given what their issues were and given all of the issues that Kyrie brings to the table. So I, I don't think Wilds he should ask out. I think he should be excited for this season for this opportunity. And then you can reevaluate in the summer. But I think for this season, if we're talking about Kevin Durant went to Brooklyn in part to remake his legacy after the Warriors thing, Going to Golden, I'm sorry. Going to Boston doesn't fix that at all. If he can take this team on a deep playoff run with no Kyrie and no Harden, that's substantial. That's meaningful. Conference Finals, you'd be happy with that. He's supposed to be like, I did a great job. uh, Luca got a lot of credit last year for making the conference finals. But Luca, Luca is earlier in, much earlier in his career, obviously. And that's look. If Kevin Durant were to get traded to Boston, Nick, and win a champ. He would get far more credit. There would be far, it would be far better for his legacy than if he leads this group of role players to the conference finals. Nobody's going to remember that. It's nice, cute, whatever, but 
No, it's about winning championships. But I, I do agree with you. He shouldn't ask for the trade. Give him time to build around you. And you are right. It would look good if he can do this. But championships are what it should be about for him now at this point in his career. All right, let's check in on LeBron and the Lakers. Mark Stein reporting that Joe Sy was not trading Kyrie to the Lakers. Maybe it was to stick it to Kyrie. Maybe he didn't like Palenka. Well, LeBron tweeting, you know what? Maybe it's me. <laughs> Nick, where does this leave your beloved Lakers? They need more help. He needs well, more help. It's not my beloved Lakers. Uh, he needs more help out there. Oh, do you think they have a good team? I don't know. You no, no, no. Do you, no, you tell you me. Just told, you, just no, told, no, no. you just told me Friday. KD can make it to the finals with Spencer no. Dinwiddie. Maybe LeBron can make <laughs> no. it to the playoffs with I, Anthony Davis. So, so, let me just ask Go you. Go ahead. The floor is yours. No, I, Friday you were demanding that I apologize to Rob Palenka. If it happened. No, no, no. No, that, no you were demanding I apologize to Rob Palenka. Are you, do you, would you like to continue to cape for Rob Palenka? I'm not. You a big Rui Hachimura guy? <laughs> He's I'm just curious. Good. So here's the deal. This is why, Brew, this strategy was so risky. Because they had the Turner and Heald trade in hand before the season started. Had they made that trade, they wouldn't have started 2-10. and 10. Had they made that trade, they'd be in a drastically different position they are now. They didn't at the hopes that someone like a Kyrie Irving would come available. That person came available, and you couldn't make the deal. Maybe it was because Josiah wanted to stick it to him. Maybe it was because the Nets don't want Durant to ask out, so they wanted complimentary pieces instead of Russ's expiring contract. But you cannot, if you are the Lakers, stand pat. Now that we know, it's been reported by multiple teams, they were willing to trade both of those first for what might have ended up being a Kyrie Irving rental. Even if he signs an extension, it might be a rental because he's Kyrie Irving and he d- demands out everywhere he's been over the last four, over, over his last four stops, I should say, three stops, I should say. So if they were willing to do that, they have to make a significant move before Thursday in a West that right now, unless you believe, not you, but the generic you, Denver is a juggernaut, which I do not, is as wide open as any conference I can remember, Brew. Yeah, it is wide open. But here's the thing, and this is why LeBron shouldn't be frustrated. Disappointed? Sure. All right, you missed out on an opportunity to add a great player Who would have made you the favorites in the Western Conference, assuming AD stays healthy? But, Nick, I I don't think they had the pieces. All right, I think what the Nets got from Dallas is better than Russell Westbrook and those two future first-round picks. I think what Phoenix was offering with Chris Paul and Jay Crowder in the first-round pick was better than what the Lakers are offering. So, I, I can't blame Rob Palenka. He threw his bullets out there, and it just didn't, it wasn't enough Put on top of that that Joe Sy didn't want to send Kyrie to the Lakers. So I, I think LeBron just has to understand, hey, Palinka tried. We didn't have enough, so let's see what but we the, can do this just week. Just real quick, one of the reasons they didn't have enough was because Palinka hasn't signed any quality role players. That's, that's the thing is, it's like I don't have enough players people want. Whose job is it to get the good players? Oh, yeah, that's my job too. This idea that he's absolved of responsibility for this is nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. He spent the mid-level exception on Kendrick Nunn, who they then had to get rid of. He's the one that chose to, to keep THT over Kyle Lowry, which I kind of endorse too. But I'm not paid by the Lakers to be right about these things. I'm allowed to be wrong about these things. Give me a break. Like, they, they didn't have 
the available pieces because they have not drafted great and they haven't spent m good money in free agency. Come on. All right. Uh, we're going to leave the Lakers there. We can discuss more later in the show. Nick's got some fake sure. trades. But next up, talking Chiefs in Arizona. And is it going to be a blowout? Strong maybe. Next. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. How good will Kansas City's offense be? Very good if you ask 49ers wide receiver Brandon Ayuk. He's expecting fireworks. Take a listen. Yeah, hypothetically speaking, if I were going to bet on this game, I would go take everything that I own, get it in cash, and put my money on Kansas City Chiefs. They got their hands full. I don't know, I don't know um, fully about that defense. Um, I don't know. I, they talk about them being a good defense. I'm not too sure. I'm not, I'm not sure. I think, I think the pass game, um, this Kansas City pass game will uh, expose what we thought we were going to be able to expose um, before some unfortunate circumstances happen. So we'll see. We'll see. But like I said, you got to get lucky to win the Super Bowl. Um, and they just got oh, yeah. extremely lucky last week. So who's to say they can't do it twice? Okay. Some unsound gambling advice there from Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> Greg Jennings is here. Greg, welcome. I love that tie. I think it's actually one of mine. Uh, oh, Nick, I'm just yeah. saying, we share a lot in the stylist. We share a lot of stuff, and it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, are you expecting Mahomes to expose the Eagles' defense? Uh, it's certainly on the board. So the Eagles' defense is exceptional at getting to the opposing quarterback, and the Chiefs' offensive line will face a massive test. However, when it comes to tests, the Eagles, I'm not sure they are prepared for their part of it. So, Wilds, you know one of the quirks about me. I have a number of them, but I try to wait as long as possible into the winter before I put on a coat oh, because yeah. I, I want, when the Arctic blast hits, to be able to bundle up a bit and feel better. And I feel like the Eagles have been walking around in their north face for a bunch of 40-degree days, and it's about to be five below, and I'm not sure they have enough <laughs> layers for it. So I'm going to show you guys a graphic and it'll be pretty clear what it is in short order. It's a bunch of nondescript quarterbacks with a couple decent ones in there. That is, of course, the full list of quarterbacks that the Philadelphia Eagles have played this year. And you will notice they played what I would call four good to very good quarterbacks this year. Goff, the Prince, Rodgers, and Dak. Three of those four scored 33 or more on them. And the Prince... If you remember, it was a torrential monsoon in that game, okay. and he fumbled the ball four times, yeah. but they moved the ball pretty well aside from that. Well, moved it. So, Greg, I, when in the last month you played Josh Johnson, Brock Purdy, Davis Webb, who else is on there? Andy Dalton, Dak, who then scored 40, Daniel Jones a couple times. I don't think you're ready for the Patrick Mahomes aerial assault that's coming on Sunday. I don't think they're ready. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's slow down. Okay. okay. I'm not going to say they're not ready. Spoiler alert, America. This, Greg's no, going to no, pick well, against the Chiefs uh, for the ninth week in a row. <laughs> uh, we'll wait till Friday to find out, but I'm guessing it's coming. No, I'm not. I believe that Patrick Mahomes will expose 
them to some degree. That's what who that's what he is. That's what he does. With, with pair with Andy Reid, and we know what this offense is. We know who Patrick Mahomes is. However, I'm not just ready to give up on this Philadelphia defense and say, oh, it was because of the quarterbacks or lack of quarterback quarterbacking that they played against that allowed them to be so successful. No, this is a really good defense who gets after quarterbacks, who disrupts what you're trying to do offensively. Look, Brandon Ayuk, I respect everything that he said. I think he has some validity because when you don't get to exercise what you've prepared for because of lack of personnel, it, 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 it's, it's real. Like, we can't sit here. He can't say whether this defense was really good or not. What I can say is the defense knocked out both of your quarterbacks. And sure. there's something to be said with that. Like, this defense is real. I believe Patrick Mahomes will be who he's always been, and that defense knows it. But if they can slow him down, which has been easier to do with Patrick Mahomes in Super Bowl oh games. Oh, you're the stat yeah, guy. So we're so going to talk about that in a moment. We, we will. Ahead. But Just go ahead. this is why I still like the Philadelphia Eagles defense. But Patrick Mahomes is – look, he is who he is. Bro. Well, well, first of all, Nick can answer this for me during the break. Can you fumble four times in a game and still be called the prince? That's well, just something uh, that you want. I mean, Nick, obviously, literally, yes. All right, I four mean, interceptions, four, four fumbles, ago, whatever yeah. it is. He does that a lot. That's right, yeah. All right, but anyway, um, I don't like the word expose because expose implies that you're fraudulent. All right, and I get why Ayuk might say that considering that Kansas City exposed San Francisco's supposedly great defense to the tune of 44 points uh, during the regular season. Okay, but Philadelphia's defense is legit. All right, that pass rush is one of the best we've seen. It's legit. That pass defense is legitimate. So, I look, I love I, – you know how great I think Patrick Mahomes is. I think he's going to come out and play a very good game. I think they do put up 30-ish 30. Okay, points. So, I think he does well. But I don't think it's – I think it's a close game. I think Philly's going to score their points. And I think he's going to need to do something like that to win the game. But expose, like make them look like they don't know what they're doing, like they're not as good as advertised, I don't see that. Yeah, I mean, if you put up 30, though, bro, I would consider that Yeah, that's exposing, that expose. man. What is it? Yeah, I mean, totally. they haven't put up 30 no, all No, they give season. up 20 a game. They give up 20 a game. And you're facing now the best quarterback of this generation. Yeah. 30-ish. Okay, Nick, can I show you a graphic? You tell me if you're worried about sure. it, considering yeah. Patrick Mahomes got sacked three times when he played uh, the Bucks, yeah. and he got pressured 29 times. This is the Eagles' pass rush. We've uh, Dusty has compared them to the 85 Bears, but yeah. they are good at getting to the quarterback, and they don't have to send extra people to do it. Are you worried? Listen, we don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to be 100%. I've been oh, studying his gait. No, I think he's going to be very close to 100%. Uh, but... Listen, th that is the Eagles' path. The Eagles' path is to do what Tampa was able to do and harass Mahomes more than any player has ever been pressured in any game in NFL history. That's a true stat. And if they can do that, but the Chiefs have remade their offensive line with that in mind. And really, real quick, before we move on, Wilds, in Kelsey's fairness, in, no, in fairness to the Niners, because Bruce said the Chiefs exposed them to the tune of 44 points. The Niners' defense only allowed 42 points. Two of them were when Jimmy Garoppolo self-safety. <laughs> so, like, hey, you, gotta, hey, hey, you guys got to hey. keep that in mind. It's not totally fair. Hey, it's so not good. totally fair. Rams, you see that supreme luggage too? Uh -huh. Ooh, it's going to be me out there in Arizona. Uh, <laughs> Chiefs GM and honorary committee member Brett Veach said the Chiefs Super Bowl window wide open, telling ESPN when you have Pat Mahomes, 
We're wired to go after it every year. Nick, you agree with that? Well, yeah, of course. And there's, listen, I, I, I tweeted this last week, and I'm sure it's going to get going right now with Greg and Brew. There is going to be a false narrative that Patrick Mahomes struggles in Super Bowls, which is odd because he has, we can show it to you, the greatest playoff numbers in the history of the league, and he's played two of his 13 career playoff games were, were Super Bowls. So it's a good percentage of them, and yet those are his career numbers. When here's the reality of the situation, he is he has not yet, Brew, played start to finish a perfect Super Bowl, obviously. But the Niners game was against the number one defense in the league. He threw two touchdowns, ran for one touchdown, completed a 66-yard air yard pass to save the game on third and 18 and led a 10-point fourth quarter comeback. And the Bucks Super Bowl, while the box score looks awful, if you watch that game, you see a player the entire time making marvelous plays. And I know everyone who watched the game agrees with me. I know the Tampa Bay defensive players agree with me because they were talking about it throughout the game and after the game. So the idea that Mahomes, the moment's gotten too big for him in the Super Bowl brew, I flatly disregard. And I think he's going to be excellent in this game. I love how Nick always shows Mahomes playoff graphs. There we yeah. go. Playoff graphics, right? <laughs> yeah. Never the Super Bowl. Oh, you, you're including first round games, well, he second play round, many first games. round games. The fact of the matter is, in two Super Bowls, he's got two touchdowns and four interceptions. And I like Mahomes, well, but I keep it objective up in here. If we're going to include right? rushing as we do for other guys, it's four three touchdowns. Interceptions. To be fair. He ran for one. And Nick, in a look. To win the Brett Veach is right that Mahomes has the rest. He's got the decade plus. He's, you know, with the rules today, he's going to play. I think he'll still be great at 40. So he's got a long time to win more Super Bowls. But, Nick, I, I would think you'd agree with this. If he loses this Super Bowl, and if he loses, we're going to presume he doesn't play that well. If he loses this Super Bowl, then people will begin to Wonder, uh, are we ahead of ourselves in this potential GOAT? I won't wonder because he's got time. But that will be out there because in my who, mind, who I think in your mind, in my mind, in my mind, I think in your mind, and I think in wise people that consider mm -hmm. history like this, Patrick Mahomes is not so much competing with Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and all these other guys. He's competing with Tom Brady. That's what we all want to see. Can he get near the GOAT? And if he loses and is now 1-2 and two in the Super Bowl, hasn't had a great Super Bowl game, his numbers don't look very good. When Brady's look excellent, 21 touchdowns, 6 interceptions in his 10 Super Bowl appearances, and a 40-something-year-old Brady beat Mahomes twice in huge games, 2-0, that will give people pause. Not me, no, but that will give a lot of pundits pause. I think it gives Greg Jennings pause. Don't throw it on me. It yeah, won't give me pause. I, I like Patrick Mahomes. I think his future is bright. I agree with the GM. Absolutely. The, it's wide open. When okay, you got so a guy 0 for like 4 that. on that. Yeah, 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 I mean, no, I think I, he's competing with ghosts already. <laughs> Bring in other people. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. 
This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Let's check in on the Lakers. You know, we'll always have the Lakers photoshops of Kyrie and the Lakers jerseys. Rob Palenka still has his picks. Russ still on the team. The Lakers have the third worst record in the West. LeBron telling Mike Wilbon today that he's disappointed. Take a listen. Well, definitely disappointed. I can't sit here and say I'm not disappointed on not being able to land such a talent, but someone that I had great chemistry with and know I got great chemistry with on the floor that can help you win, um, you know, championships. Are you personally saddened? No, listen, I I was not as certain as everyone else. If you guys remember on Friday, uh, I said I thought the Mavs would be interested in Kyrie. Mm-hmm. I, I laid out almost the almost exact trade that they ended up making. It was pretty clear that there were going to be other teams that were similarly desperate to the Lakers for an infusion of talent. That they would close their eyes and pretend the last eight years of history haven't happened, and they would gamble on Kyrie Irving. But now that we know, Brew, the Lakers put on the table... Russell Westbrook and two first-round picks, they should be calling the Wizards, the Bulls, and the Jazz in that order. The first call I would make is to Washington Brew, and I'd offer this. And I know what He's some, back. Oh, I know what some of the audience would is thinking, which is why would the Wizards trade Bradley Beal? And the answer is five years, a quarter of a billion dollars. They, I think they regretted that extension, which kicked in this year the moment it signed. He has four years, $200 million left on it. And if they want a chance to actually rebuild, one of the only players in the league you could trade one for one and have $0 coming back on would be Russ. So that's the first call I would make. The next call I would make, Brew, would be the, to the Bulls. My opening offer would be Zach Levine for Russ and the two picks. We're going to throw in the big penguin, Andre Drummond, to make the money work. And if they're not interested in that, then I would say, okay, what about DeRozan, the big penguin, and Alex Caruso? Caruso. Because the Bulls are not going anywhere. Caruso obviously fits with LeBron and fits with the Lakers. If they say no, then I do something that, listen, nobody really wants to do ever. I call Danny Ainge. I'm like, (laughs) hi, Danny. And good to talk to you. Yeah, we have picks for you. Okay, you want to hear about it? First off would be Colin, Clarkson, and Sexton. And if Ainge tries to squeeze you a little bit and says, can't do Sexton, we like him, he's young, then switch out for Malik Beasley. You got to make one of those five trades, bro. You, if you want to be viable, if you want to have a chance, you've got to make one of those five trades. And I think they all make sense to varying degrees. And now it's up to Rob Palenka to get the job done. Okay, if they if they don't mind putting them up on the screen again, I'll kind of comment on each one. I, I sure. love the Bradley Beal one. I'm with you. I don't know what Washington's mm-hmm. been doing over the years and why Bra- Bradley just is happy staying in Washington when they have no chance to win. He's getting paid, but I, I love that, obviously. He would solve their shooting problems. The question with Beal is he hasn't really been the, the greatest health guy, right? Sure. The last four years, he has, hasn't played more than 60 games. That may give Rob Palinka pause, but as far as the fit, love it. All right, Zach Levine, same thing. Zach, but I don't think the Bulls are ready to trade him. I think they view him as a part of their future, their rebuild. I think that's right. But it isn't working clearly. He's a guy that going forward 
could theoretically be, you know, he and AD building blocks even as LeBron gets older or maybe isn't even on the team. So I like that as well, although I'm not sure the Bulls want to make that move. You, you, DeMar is a better fit than Westbrook, but not a great fit. DeMar is not a shooter, all right? He shoots fewer than two three-pointers a game. He can score, but he's a mid-range guy. So now you'd have LeBron, AD, and DeMar kind of all in that mid-range. It doesn't help your three-point shooting, which is a problem. And then Utah, here's my thing with those Utah proposals. Is Sexton, is he an upgrade over Dennis Schroeder? Eh, I'm not so sure. All right, Jordan Clarkston, we know he's a scorer. But, Nick, they're six in the league in scoring. The Lakers, and that's with AD missing half the season. Their problem isn't offense as much as we talk about their lack of three-point shooting, their lack of you know chemistry with Russell Westbrook. Offensively, they are fine. They don't deep. And so I, I don't, I'm not sure that Jazz, those Jazz offers answer that question. So here's – go ahead, Wilds. I'm sorry. No, I have a, well, I have a mischievous answer. Okay, a sure. A controversial answer, Brew, that might just melt the sun. Where we're at 25 and 29, 13th place, two games from the play-in, three games behind the Mavs for six. You know what you could do, Brew? Just win some games. You got OKC and Milwaukee at home. You got Golden State and Portland away. You come back home, Pelicans, Golden State, and then you're away to see Kyrie in Dallas. It's six games before you play Kyrie. Why don't you win five games? Is that too much to ask for? I, I know we have to move no, heaven and earth no, to get the just, Lakers into the play-in. No, that's you got not what more it is. talent than the Thunder. Wild wow, is making sense. No, Nick. but that's, that's fine. But make some games. Sense. Hold on, but that is, but that is not an answer, nor is it analysis. They're always trying to win games. Why can't they? Why? So it, 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 I, this, and this is where I will. You, no. you do have to give an actual take on this. Why is it because LeBron is not playing well enough? Is that the reason? Does LeBron need to play better? Hold they, on. They need to That's win games. That's part of it. So you, so Nick, they have two. They're the only team with two top ten players. Got it. And they got some role players that are decent. They got no. three top 75 players. Okay. One, two of them okay. playing, putting up huge numbers. Right. One of them slightly Russ out of his prime. Been, and Westbrook. Like, hold on. They Hold do on have a to second, win guys. some games. They're scoring. Guys. They don't defend. Guys, can, can we show? Can we quickly show what Russ is doing on on the offensive side of the ball this year? Russ has been. Here's a spoiler alert. If you can't read that, guys, blue is bad. Well, stop. You want those. red? With their layups, Wilds. Look at their, their layups. Oh, it's all blue with the layups. The team. So okay, right. But the coach. Who everyone's killing Darvin Ham for his rotations. He doesn't have options. You got Patrick Beverly playing crunch time. Oh, the only you're, you're, you're mocking LeBron for them losing to the Pelicans. Beverly made one shot in that Pelicans game, Patrick and Beverly it was an attempted alley oop that he threw so poorly it went in. This guy's playing crunch oh, no. time. <laughs> LeBron is playing like a top eight player. AD is playing like a top eight player. If, if you need no Wilds, it is a team sport. The, w- w- the proof is in the pudding. If it was that LeBron is not holding up his end, so be it. If it was that AD is not holding up his end, which you can say because of the injuries, so be it. But we all agree those guys are playing at an all-NBA level. So why can't they win? If you guys want to say it's Patrick Beverly's fault. It's, it's Patrick Beverly. the entirety of the roster outside of the top two. That's what it is. Win some games. That's, that, my take. that's what they're trying is to that, do. You think that's too controversial, win some games? That's what they're trying to do. Beat the Thunder at home. Can they beat the Thunder? Mm-hmm. Okay. I told you the hot take. Get people going. <laughs>
winning some games. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to a big Monday show. Rogers to the Raiders. Got some more momentum, courtesy of checking notes loudly. Uh, fans at a golf course and a flag football game. All right, still counts, though. Let's take a listen. <laughs> I'm just going to say that the uh, predominant... Uh, team that we hear as we're walking is Raiders. A lot of a lot of Raider fans <laughs> are encouraging me. A lot of Devonte misses you comments. Would I be interested in having Aaron Rodgers throw to me? Yes. Uh, yes. I would. I would love that. The the trolling. You know, I'm first team all trolls. So don't don't take none of that too serious. But uh, I would love to have that. And obviously that that'd be a dream scenario. Dream I was, scenario. I feel like he lived that dream for quite say, some time. Second team ultra. <laughs> I'm black for it. Uh, Greg, do you love or hate, I don't know why you would hate it, maybe your Packers loyalty, uh, Rodgers in Vegas? Yes, I love it. I love it. Uh, and as, if my memory serves me correctly, I, I was probably the first person to ever even mention Aaron Rodgers. To <laughs> what? Yeah, I, think, the Raiders. Wow. I think he's right. Just, I'm just saying. Right. It's documented. Brew is gone. I'm just saying. It's true. And I would, everybody from Green Bay <laughs> land, what is he talking about? Yeah. He's just, look, it's a real deal. Like, I. Again, you bring in a guy like Devontae Adams, you depart, you get, you set part ways with his best friend, who's the quarterback, Derek Carr. You got to make sure that you're building and you're trying to win now. You didn't bring Devontae Adams in to say, you know what, we got some time. No, your time is right now, and you have to bring in a quarterback that can execute. If you. If you go after Aaron Rodgers, what would make you appealing? Well, you have Devontae Adams. There is no question there's chemistry there. You don't have to concern yourself about offseason, building a rapport with – now, there are other guys, but speaking of a number one guy, you got that in Devontae Adams. Obviously, we know the rapport. We know what they've been able to do with one another. I, I would love to see it happen if it were to happen. I don't know if they win at all because of that move. But they, it definitely gives them a chance. Brew, go ahead. I'm curious what you got to say, Brew. Well, I agree with what Greg said. I mean, I, I selfishly, I would love to see it. I think it'd be great for the league. It'd be a lot of fun. Here's the problem. I think even Greg probably agrees with me. Are they reaching the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers? There? Yeah, exactly. No. Are they? You know what I mean? Like they're not winning the division now for a team that has only made this playoffs twice in the last 20 years, making the playoffs, being relevant, being fun and sexy, that, that might be enough. But that is all they would be. They're not beating Kansas City, Cincinnati, probably not Buffalo, maybe not even the, Ra the uh, Ravens Patriots. if Lamar Jackson is back. So, now, so this is why I throw this out. There's a cheaper alternative. He's not as good as Aaron Rodgers. But smarter football people than me love him, and we'll get to that later. Jimmy G. Oh, Jimmy G obviously has the, the rapport. He has the rapport with, with uh, Josh. Josh McDaniels. Yeah. He'll be much cheaper, much cheaper. Yeah. And no, you're not winning the Super Bowl with him either. 
but you okay. might get just as far as you can, do with Aaron Rodgers, and you don't have okay. to pay him half as much. But can I can I can I say <laughs> something, please? As a resident AFC West fan and Chiefs fan, I hope the Raiders do this. I hope Rodgers or Jimmy G. Roger. Okay. Roger. I'm going to actually talk about the subject at hand. <laughs> he definitely Not my Jimmy old quarterback in crush, in that division. Jimmy Garoppolo. I hope they do it because the, the I don't the the AFC West continuing to try to microwave success instead of build it organically is not going to end well. The Broncos tried to do it with Russ. Because of that, they had to give Sean Payton $100 million to come try to fix that when it's not fixable. The Chargers just tried to do it, but the defensive side of the ball. Overpay for Khalil Mack. Overpay for J.C. Jackson. I don't know how many of you were reading The Athletic today, but a story came out saying they're going to have to cut Keenan Allen now because they don't have the cap space to move that team going forward. Should have been in the show. It's a big story. Keenan Allen available. He might end up playing for the Chiefs next year, actually. You think it's a big story, don't you, Greg? Yeah, I I tried to maybe put it in the show. But instead, we have a Jimmy Garoppolo, Joe Montana topic coming up later. You don't want to miss. And now now the Raiders... Now the Raiders, who tried to microwave it with Devontae Adams, are now going to try to microwave it more with Aaron Rodgers. You have a top 10 pick. Draft a quarterback. Develop a quarterback. Draft smart players. Don't go on spending sprees like you got your parents' credit card. So go ahead and try it if you want. It's fine. It will. All it means is it will be a couple more years until you can actually start to build a contender. These teams keep when you guys all the teams you mentioned, bro. They what is Cincinnati, Buffalo? You left out the Jags because of an odd bias against royalty. The Ravens. What do they all have in common? <laughs> they drafted their quarterback. They developed their quarterback. They built the team the way you have to build contenders unless you are the Bucks or the Rams the last couple years, which to me seemed to be incredibly odd scenarios where Brady came available and was still great, and the Stafford, the Lions let him go. Like That's not the way to build a contender. It is, but they did win the Super Bowl. I understand, but, but the, <laughs> neither of those teams were overwhelming dominant throughout the season to where it was like, oh, they're definitely going to win the Super Bowl. They did, and I give them credit. And now the team's a total mess. Now the te- and, and what Brew That's and true. Greg are saying is the, Pack- the Raiders wouldn't be able to win the Super Bowl with this. Yeah. So what are we doing? Yeah. What are we talking about? Devontae be happy, but Devontae didn't have to leave. Really hate microwaves, huh? Woof. Uh, Coming up next. I mean, you just hate microwaves. Microwave this? No. The gas stove got political there. I'm a smart toaster. Yeah. (laughs) That's a deep cut. Katie and Kyrie. How are we describing this long lost potential? This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. As we celebrate Black History Month, I'd like to quickly shine the spotlight on Kenny Washington. Kenny Washington should be a household name, but he's not. He is the man that integrated the NFL. There was not a single African-American player signed between the years 1930 and 1946. But when the Cleveland Rams wanted to move to Los Angeles and play their games in the Coliseum, the political leaders 
of Los Angeles said that building was built with public money. And as such, you must be integrated or we will not allow you to play here. In comes Kenny Washington, a UCLA standout and a member of both the baseball and football teams there. Kenny Washington's early success with the now LA Rams also paved the way for a young baseball executive named Branch Rickey to recognize that Caucasians and African-Americans could peacefully coexist on the field of play in the locker room. Before Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball, Branch Rickey seriously considered Kenny Washington for that role. He was that good at baseball. Unfortunately, Kenny died a young man at 52 of heart and lung issues, but his memory should live on forever. For without Kenny Washington, there would never have been a Jim Brown or a Gale Sayers or a Walter Payton. Kenny Washington is an American hero and should be treated as such. Thank you, Craig. Well said, Craig, on every morning. Welcome to Prime Performance, sponsored by Whole Foods Market. Jumpstart the year at your local store with a celebration of well-being. Kyrie, now in Dallas, he tweeted this message. Thank you, Nets World fans and supporters for the love on and off the court. I will be forever grateful. I got to live out my dream I had as a kid. It will always be love from me and my family. Nick, how will you remember the KD Kyrie era? <laughs> Utterly hilarious. I know Bowler's like, ah, it's the biggest disaster in league history. Well, it's one of them. The, but, I mean, the idea that this, these guys, the timeline is as follows. They come together in 2020 in a year that everyone knows Durant is not going to, 2019 I should say, into 2020, not going to be healthy enough to play. But Kyrie's going to, you know what, Kyrie's going to build something there. Kyrie then basically opts out of the bubble, but opts into firing the coach. <laughs> they then force them to trade all of their depth and future picks for James Harden. It looks great for about six weeks and is called potentially the greatest big three ever. And it is definitely the greatest big three ever to not get out of round two. The very next year, Kyrie won't get a vaccination that approximately three billion people worldwide have gotten. Harden demands out and they get the closest sweep in league history. And then this year, Kyrie a week ago held a press conference saying, stop comparing us to last year's Nets. It's different because this year I'm all the way in. And then demanded a trade three days later. I mean, it's just great. <laughs> It's just perfect and just so much hype. And listen, I bought season tickets. I guess I'm a little guilty as well. But I mean, it's just a total disaster that I think more than anything, Brew, did tarnish the legacies of an iconic player in Kyrie and an all-time player in Kevin Durant. Thus far, this has been a failed portion of both of their careers, and you can't get those four years back. Hmm. Yeah, and, and this isn't an original you know, play on words, but it shouldn't be the KD Kyrie era. It's the KD Kyrie error. E R R O. Oh, thanks for I mean, spelling it, it out. It just is, right? We, we wouldn't have known Nick, what you were Nick, doing there. Nick talked about how funny and ridiculous it was, and he's right. It was abysmal. It was woeful. It was horrible. It was just as terrible as it could be. You brought together two, and I am calling Kyrie this, two future Hall of Famers. One of them an easy top twenty player of all time. Both of them in their prime. And then you add 
Another top 20-ish, 25 player in James Harden, still in his prime, and you get one playoff series victory out of it? It was terrible. Now, I will say this. Obviously, a lot of it was on Kyrie and the anti-vax stance and also all the other distractions he brought. A lot of it was on James Harden, who quit on the team, although he quit on the team because Kyrie wouldn't get vaccinated and play. All right, but, Nick, you got to admit this. What? A lot of it also, not as much, not a majority, but a lot of it also oh, don't do it. was injuries. Oh, stop You mentioned it. Kevin Durant wasn't healthy the first year. Kyrie played, I think, 20-some-odd games. And then over the years, K- KD has played, what, played 35 games Bro. his first year. He actually played in Brooklyn. Then 50-something. This year he's played 39 out of 52. He hasn't been healthy. Kyrie missed almost half, almost half of the games he was eligible to play for the Nets over the past few years. And, and obviously you had James Harden. So the year that they pushed Milwaukee to seven games in the second round, Nick, Kyrie only played four of the seven games. Harden only played four of the seven games, and he played some of them with the bad hamstring. So if they had been able to stay healthy, it's- maybe – Maybe they could have got one championship. And I mean it because those three Bro. together were something oh special. Oh, my God, those they three. They just couldn't There's stay just healthy. There's one of them left. And just like you are believing, you mock me. You ridicule I, me. Yes. But just like I am, I have believed in Kyrie Irving. Welcome to Team Kyrie, no, Nick, because you now no, believe in him. Him and Luca winning the championship. No. You said, welcome to Team no, Kyrie. I'm, I'm giving not, you all the baggage. No, I'm, all the baggage that comes with it. Here you go. I'm not Here you go. Team Kyrie. However, we both believed if he went to the Lakers, it could work because we have seen it work with LeBron. Luka on the offensive end is the closest thing to LeBron we have ever seen. And I think unlike Kevin Durant, Luka is an incredibly strong personality. And I do think if anyone in the league other than LeBron can hold it together for a few months with Kyrie, it might be Luka who has been leading grown men since he was a teenager. So I do think it is a different situation but that does not disregard all the nonsense that comes along with Kyrie. But while the common thread of this whole thing Mm -hmm. is Kyrie Irving, for as talented as he is, injuries notwithstanding, burns everything down. The, the, The 2017 Cavs, I believe, were better than the 2016 Cavs. Mm-hmm. But the Warriors had Durant. It was a, a, almost sure. an unbeatable team. They could have just kept that going. He burnt it down and reportedly threatened to have surgery if they wouldn't trade him. The Celtics, he goes from cutting commercials, discussing how he wants to retire a Celtic, to quitting on them on the court in the series against the Bucks, demanding to guard Giannis and getting out of there. And now Brooklyn, twice in five months, he has requested a trade, including at a time when the team needs him the most. And you can't even say that, well, he knew they couldn't win, because while I was skeptical of it, Brew, they, they lost one game in December. Like this, this past they were December. They tremendous basketball. They, 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 they went 18-3 and three over a 21-game stretch. But he didn't get his money, so he burnt it down with days before the trade deadline. That's why I think long-term for the Mavs, they'll regret it. The guy, 
The guy just torches everything in his path. My favorite quote, Brew, March 26th, Kyrie to Andrew Lopez of ESPN. Once the summertime hits, I know we'll have some conversations, but there's no way I could leave my man seven anywhere. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Asked for a trade twice. And uh, let's like, take a look at some of the other offers that were reportedly on the board. Now, here's the Suns. Chris Paul, Jay Crowder in a future first. Sean Marks, uh, no thank you. The Clippers weighed in. Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, a future first. Two first-round swaps and some salary. And then the Lakers, Russ, and those two picks that Palinka holds so dear to his heart. Yeah. Uh, were, I think there was... There may have been some other ones, but that's the, yeah. those are the big three. Yeah. Uh, did you love any of those? No, I think they. I think the Nets got the best deal. I think they. They. I, I think Dorian Finney-Smith, at twelve million per year, by the way, is a hell of a value. I think Dinwiddie Brew gives them a little, replaces some of the scoring punch, and because of the injury concerns that you've talked about with the Nets with Durant, I think Chris Paul would have been too big of a risk, and I don't think that Chris Paul, at this point of his career, you can rely on him to be healthy for two months in the postseason. So I actually do think that the net side of this, of all those trades, Brew, did the best they could do. I am fascinated by the fact that the Phoenix Suns were willing to move on from the best leader in the entire league outside of LeBron James, a guy who took them to an NBA Finals, in order to bring in Kyrie, and I'm very curious how that landed on Chris Paul's desk or on his phone when he saw it today. Yeah, that's interesting what you mentioned about the Suns, and we know the reports are that Joe Sy, the Nets owner, did not want to send Kyrie where he wanted to go, which was the Lakers, and theoretically wanted to send him to basketball Siberia. Obviously, that's not what the Mavericks are, and you could argue, Nick, that sending Kyrie to Phoenix – may have been worse for Kyrie because Mark Cuban may spend, he may give Kyrie, depending on how the rest of this season goes, he may give Kyrie a nice contract after this season. We'll just have to wait and see. I don't know if Phoenix was going to do that. Now, with Devin Booker, Kyrie, and DeAndre Ayton, they would have had a lot of talent, but I think, like you said, who's the leader on their team? Booker, of course, but they got some issues there. We know DeAndre Ayton doesn't seem like he's the happiest camper. But I do like the Phoenix deal. I, I think, and I get you're right about Chris Paul and his age and his injury history. But Chris Paul, I don't think we'd have any questions about Kevin Durant's willingness to stay in Brooklyn if Chris Paul were there. I think Chris Paul and Kevin Durant would be phenomenal together. Chris is still averaging eight and a half assists a game, 14 points. He, we know he's a great leader. Jay Crowder, I think, would have made them tougher. They're two up. They're a bit soft, lighting the britches. They're a finesse team. That's why they can't play with Boston because Boston will push them around. I think Jay Crowder would have brought them some toughness that they need, and then you still get the first round pick. So, I kind of like that Phoenix deal better, even despite Chris Paul's age. Well, and and you said that Dallas will pay him. Phoenix got that new owner. Matt Ishbia, yeah. I think, is, and he's got billions and billions of dollars, and new owners tend to like to spend money. But the one other kind of long tail of this that I think we discussed probably more later in the week is it, the report that Boston is now once again dangling out Jalen Brown 
for Kevin Durant. At some point, Jalen Brown is going to get sick of being in trade rumors, especially when he's so an all-star and they're the number one seed in the East, right. which does raise the possibility, Wilds, Kyrie could actually burn it down in Boston twice. Oh. Once when he was there, well, three times. <laughs> once when he was with LeBron and the Cavs yep. and they crushed him. Once when he's he with Boston. There. And then now with the Nets that his leaving makes the causes some disharmony in the Celtics locker room. That'd so I'm sure they happened. love him in Boston. That would actually be impressive. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about the 49ers, Jimmy G. No, we're not. And Joe Montana. No, we're talking with, Keenan with a Allen. sprinkle of Keenan Allen. Yeah, we're going to get Keenan Allen. Next bro. year. Look. Wow. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Kyle Shanahan said he doesn't Sorry, see... I wanted to prepare for today's Jimmy show, Wilds. Back Something the, I was trying to help your career. Based on your performance, maybe you should have as well. <laughs> we all pretty much agreed that Jimmy G wasn't going back to the 49ers until the second best quarterback of all time weighed in. Here's Joe Montana. Oh, he's third right now. Well, what do you do if you're them now? Well, I start Jimmy. I mean, if you look at how many games has Jimmy won? I mean, I, I, you know, for the longest time, yeah, the questions were out with Jimmy for a while. But um, the one thing he's been able to do is win games for those guys. And, yeah, he'll make a mistake here and there. But, you know, some of those things, you know, I don't just put on Jimmy. Hello. It's what we've been saying. Hey, take you behind the curtain a little bit here. When we were discussing putting this topic in the show, Nick didn't want it because he wanted to discuss Keenan Allen. And Brew was like, I don't know. And I said, Brew, it's Joe Montana supporting you. But, Brew, you felt like you had wavered a little bit on your support for Jimmy G. I told you. I what are they? Wilds. What? I know that we got to go to Brew here. But what do they call him? Mr. Oh, Brew. What do they call him? Chris Broussard. Mr. They call me Consistency. Consistency. Go right ahead. I have no idea. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> all right. All I know is that let me, let me weigh. Who should, whose opinion should I put more stock in? Nick Wright's. Who told me Baker Mayfield's going to be phenomenal? <laughs> or Joe freaking Montana? Hey. All right, the best quarterback in Super Bowl history and the only guy ever referred to as the GOAT outside of Tom Brady. I, I think I'll go with Joe Cool, the original Joe Cool. All right, Nick, he said it. It's about winning. You play to win the game, and that's what Jimmy G does. I was ready to watch Jimmy G ride off into the sunset to another team. That's what Wilds is referring to. It wasn't lack of faith in Jimmy G, but now that Joe Cool brings it up, I don't know. Maybe you should bring him back in case Trey gets hurt. Certainly if Brock's going to be out for a year, we'll have to wait and see how long Brock Purdy, Iowa Mafia, is out. But if Brock Purdy's out for a year, yeah, maybe you go with Jimmy G. Here's the problem. That that they probably would only offer Jimmy G a one-year deal, right? Not a ton of money. What would you give him? Las Vegas might give him no, bro. bigger money. Bro. The Jets might give him no. bigger money. No. And that's the problem no. they face with Jimmy G. But bro. Joe Montana and me, bro. we like Stop. this. I, Stop. I, I, I'm, I'm with that. I'm He's cool with that. He's trying to take his earpiece out so he doesn't have to answer this question. Brew, you're John Lynch. What are you? What are you doing? Are you re-signing Jimmy G to uh, matching whatever his best open market offer is? They will match it, Jimmy. No, 
Why not? No, because I Why think not? I got Brock Purdy. No, Brock Purdy's elbow is severed. I got to see what in the severed. world Trey Lance can do. No, okay, so I gotta you see what, and, and wouldn't Jimmy sign Jimmy gets hurt too much. Okay. Jim, you, Nick likes there to you dismiss injuries. Nick always, Nick always likes to dismiss injuries. No. Oh, the Nets weren't hurt. Durant, I, Kyrie, they weren't hurt. Jimmy G's not hurt. He's just not good. No, he's hurt too much. That's my one criticism of Jimmy G. He's hurt too much. Okay, so you wouldn't resign him. So what the hell are we talking about? Right. What is happening? You we're would talking not about, him. We're talking about me and Joe Montana having like the same taste, style of shoes. The same football <laughs> knowledge. That's what we're talking about. Okay. All right. That's I, what we're talking about. Uh, I'm with it's Shanahan as and me, 31 Blue other coaches. And Joe yeah. Montana are on yeah, the same Greg, page when it comes to football opinions. <laughs> That's right. That's what we're talking about. That should be on the bottom of the screen. <laughs> Shanahan, is Jimmy coming back? No. 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 It, and there's a reason why Shanahan's like, no, because I'm not going to put my coaching career on the line again for a guy that cannot stay, will not stay, whether it's his fault. I'm not blaming Jimmy for this. He can't stay healthy. I can't do well, it. Forget the wins. Forget the wins in the regular season. That's forget cute. The wins. You, forget the wins in the we regular season. We just saw Brock Purdy win every game that he started for this team until the game where he severed a tendon in his elbow. So pardon me to the to the crowd that loves the quarterback wins, which all happen to be about Brew and Joe Montana's age, by the way. I'm on to you guys, <laughs> old quarterback win metric fellas, uh, for not thinking quarterback wins is the best stat in the world when it comes to this particular team. But, Wild, Brew loves to say that I ignore injuries. Yeah. I don't. I simply act and make picks and predictions and beliefs according to, wait, is a guy always injured? Yeah. Then I think we should factor that in. That's fair. Like, and these are not, whether it's the Nets or Jimmy Garoppolo, they are not fluke injuries. Yeah. They are repeatedly <laughs> injured players who can't stay healthy, and then when they get hurt, but you're like, this is what you do. You're like, oh, what do you want from me? Who could have seen this coming? Everybody. This is why they tried to get rid of him three times. Problem is, it's Brew and Joe Montana. That, Brew and Joe Montana, that's two fair. great minds. Yeah, of course it's fair. That's fair, Nick. Uh -huh. But no, hold on. And Wilds and Greg will back me up. Early in the season, when we were talking about Jimmy G, you weren't talking about, oh, he's hurt too much. No, he you were talking about stinks. him running out of the end zone. Yeah, he can't throw deep. He, he, he's not that smart. It wasn't anything <laughs> about injuries. That's, yeah. No, now you want to talk no, injuries, not back the then. He's injury prone, not that good, and from what we hear, you know, doesn't process the plays all that quickly. I agree with all those things. Check, check, check. Handsome. I'm going to believe Joe Montana. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Coming up next. Call me crazy. Can Kyrie win a championship, bring a championship to Dallas? Probably not, but we're going to discuss next. First things first. Welcome to Team Kyrie, Nick. Hey, if you missed any of today's show or want to take it on the go, be sure to subscribe to the First Things First podcast. And if you want breaking news on Keenan Allen's possible release from the Chargers, tune into the What's Right podcast with Nick Wright, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Medals time, Clippers in the Garden, Norm Powell on Julius Randle. It's a big dunk, made a little bit more spectacular because Julius loses his footing there. I don't know if it was really on him, but it certainly looked like it. Clippers win in OT, not good enough to make the medal stand. Man. Bronze medal, SGA. 
42-4-6 as the Thunder score a buck 53 Ooh. against the Rockets, who are just openly tanking for Wimbenyama. But you might want to let some of those young top five picks you have get some winning experience. I don't know. It seems important. Silver medal, Cam Thomas. Oh, soon to be Bruce's favorite player for the next year Nets this year. Cam Thomas dropping 44 <laughs> in a game where they have a 23-point second half comeback. And then the gold medal, Giannis, 35, 15, and 11. You know, if this instead of being 35, 15, and 11 from a seven-footer, it was more like 18, 15, and 11, people would call him three-time MVP. There's a medal stand from last night or this weekend in the association. You give Joker the gold every other game. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fair arbiter of the medal stand. Okay. Now that Kyrie is a maverick, the Mavs have the sixth best chance to win the title. Celtics and the Bucks at the top, the Mavs behind the Grizzlies, plus 1,200. Yeah. It's still not great, but still. Nick, you are Mr. Consistency, and you had the Mavs winning the title before this trade. Does that still hold? Yeah, that's, those are very interesting title odds because my finals pick, Maverick Sixers, I see two of those teams there. Yet Nets Warriors, nowhere to be found, my friend Chris Broussard. Injuries. But we can talk all oh, injuries. Who could have seen injuries yeah. befalling those teams? Here's the deal. <laughs> One of the reasons that I liked both the Mavs and the Sixers before the year is because we said we thought that both of them would make a significant move at the deadline. Now, I did not anticipate the Mavs to be this desperate to where they mortgage any future flexibility for the least reliable star in the sport, which it's what they've done. However, Brew, I think they now will have the best offense in basketball. They were close to it already, despite the fact they have the worst offense in basketball in the minutes Lucas sits. Can you get to the finals in the West offense only? This year, you actually might be able to. And so, listen, I liked the Mavs before the trade. I think in the short term, I, I still have to like them after the trade. You want to say it with me, Nick? Team what? Kyrie? No, are you Team, team Kyrie, Kyrie now? Just say Are you going to come over it. to the Nets? Are Just you going to come it. over to the Mavs? <laughs> no. I'm not. No, look, they, they got a shot. They, I'm not picking them to win the West. Um, the Nets were better with we Kyrie, go. but hey. 